Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson, with a look at the market in today's session, Friday, June 30th, and a look at how the week unfolded. And we sure did end things on a high note, Ed. Yeah, really big, a uh, lot of great action this week. Uh, I want to take a look at three stocks, NVIDIA, HubSpot, and JP Morgan. All right, let's do that first. Let's analyze the major indexes. The NASDAQ today finishing with a gain of 1.5%. We had the S&P 500 up 1.2%, the Dow up 8 tenths of a percent, and the Russell 2000 up 5 tenths of a percent today. So we've been tracking what we've identified as an orderly constructive pullback. Earlier this week, we did start seeing signs of support at that level and a bounce. And boy, did we bounce today. Yeah, we really did. Really big move. Again, it started off with that drop on Monday. And the NASDAQ, S&P, and Dow all ended up with outside upside weeks, which is a bullish, bullish in and of itself. They all rebounded from twenty around the 21-day lines. Uh, so really nice action there. Uh, the S&P, which we'll look at, that hit a record high. There's all sorts of positive action going on. A lot of stocks uh, flashing buy signals in the last few days. So that was all very positive. Uh, it's it, as Arusha Perez was saying, it was like it was almost seemed like textbook, uh, textbook kind of bullish bullish market rebound from a pullback. As uh, the only downside is that it was so quick and easy is that where we're the NASDAQ might still be a little uh, maybe getting uh, elevated again, raising the risk of another pullback. Mm -hmm. So we do have to watch out for that. Uh, but we also have to take signals day by day. And today does feel uh, like it was a bullish signal. And not only that, but earlier this week, it wasn't just today that we saw strong action underneath the surface, Ed. Wednesday especially stands out as a day that we started seeing a lot of software stocks kicking into high gear. Earlier this week, too, we were talking about uh, various chip stocks with orderly pullbacks to key levels that were starting to bounce. So it does seem like whether you're looking at the index level or underneath the surface, we are getting those uh, signals to press the gas. But as you said, we also have to be willing to back away if this doesn't work out. Yeah, and it's like it was the chip software and so many different groups. There's a lot of breadth to this rally. Right. Uh, it was really impressive. Let's also take a look at the S&P 500 here. And it crossed its high from 616. So getting above that level, quite impressive this week. We can also take a look at the S&P on a weekly chart. So continuing to extend its gains, it looks like the next upside peak for the S&P to tackle would be from its April 2022 highs, uh, just above 4,600. We're right around 4,450 right now. Yeah, big, big action. And really, it was a great first half of the year for the NASDAQ and the S&P. It has been. Now we want to take a look at the Dow because it hasn't been as strong, but we did see some nice action for the Dow this week as well as it bounced off of its 50-day line, got back above 34,000 on Thursday and extended gains today. So if we look at a weekly chart here, it does look like one could argue it is breaking out of this long sideways area and industrial stocks uh, stand out as one of those other non-tech areas that have been performing well as of late. 
yeah, earlier in the week, we were starting to think, oh boy, the Dow and the Russell, which we're going to look at really soon. It's like they were both sort of coming to areas where you didn't really want them to break. I mean, whereas the NASDAQ and S&P was all sort of time. They never got to their 21-day line, but the Dow got basically to its 50-day and the Russell got to uh, about to the 200-day line and then they took off. So uh, it was nice to see that. Mm-hmm. And we want to look at the Russell. So let's go there. And it had a a solid bounce this week up 3.7%. But as you can see on the weekly chart here, we can zoom in on the daily chart, tested key moving averages, both the 10-week and the 40-week. So if we look at a daily chart here, you can see that in action there. Uh, But a nice recovery by the end of the week. Yeah, so really good to see that and a lot of measures. Market breadth was weakening during the pullback, which isn't a shock. Obviously, the market's pulling back, but it definitely improved late in the week. Okay, let's take a look at the 10-year Treasury yield and see how that is impacting things. On Thursday, we did see a pretty big jump in the 10-year yield, but perhaps a little bit of resistance at that uh, 3.859 level we saw it uh, back off there today. But what are your thoughts on how this is interplaying with what we're seeing uh, in the equity market? I mean, some of this is a positive. It's a, it's a reflection of a stronger economy, which by itself is a good thing for stocks, uh, at least a stronger U.S. economy. Uh, a little bit of a higher risk of Fed rate hikes, but they really didn't rise that much ultimately. And there was a tame inflation report today that East uh, East fears of a second hike later this year. Mm-hmm. And we're right up against that trend line from the highs, so we'll have to see if that continues to pose as resistance, or if we break out above that level. And if we do, how are stocks going to react? And now let's take a look. Uh, you mentioned breadth, so let's go to RSP up nine tenths of a percent on the day and three point four percent for the weekend. Yeah, and that greatly outperformed the S&P, which I think was up more like 2.3% or so for the week. So nice to see that kind of outperformance uh, in this, because this was this has been, you can see that RS line has just been terrible for the past several months. Uh, after traditionally, the R, traditionally the equal weight doesn't isn't that out of line, you know, um, you know, day to day, week to week, but uh, nice strength here. It poked above highs too, or it came right up to it. So that's nice to see that above the pullback. Mm-hmm. This is another one that was on the ropes, right, Ed? Uh, because we really wanted to see RSP ideally holding above those uh, mid-April levels and it dipped back uh, below it briefly and the 21-day line uh, before picking back up this week. Let's also look at QQQ versus QQEW. So here are the Qs. Uh, strong move on Friday up 1.5% for the week. Q's up 1.9%. What about QQEW up 2.8%? So also signaling that market breadth underneath the surface. Yeah, because obviously the markets relied so much on Apple and other names, and they all did fine, you know, for the week or certainly at the end of the week. So nice to see at least there's a little bit of, at least among the big cap techs, that there was some, uh, not just a handful that did well. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, like you mentioned, it wasn't just software, wasn't just the, the chip sector. Other groups, too, had notable action this week. Let's take a look at Jets, J-E-T-S, really taking off this week, up 6% to break out of a cup with handle base. 
Yeah, and maybe this is it. I mean, you have the cruise lines that are going crazy. There are a lot of airlines broke out this week. Maybe travel's really going to get going. We'll have to see. Although it wasn't uh, smooth sailing, there was a little bit of turbulence uh, for some airline stocks this week. Yeah, United had a bunch of cancel. There was a bunch of cancellations, so that knocked it down on Thursday, which is one argument that it's like you never know what's going to happen. So Jets actually, had, you know, especially if you're interested in playing one of those big name jet you know autumn you know like like at a united or american well jets is a good way to play it without having to worry so much about that individual risk Mm -hmm. that makes sense and we mentioned industrial so let's take a look at xli ed you've been all over this with that orderly pullback and the bounce so industrials of 3.9 percent this week closing at their highest level it looks like since january of 2022 so it looks pretty close to all-time high territory Getting there. Yeah. This one might be an area, and some of the earnings numbers on these are really strong. A lot of, a lot of things are doing well. Uh, our front page story uh, for this IBD Weekly is on General Electric. It has, as it shifts towards becoming a pure play, uh, this is one that sort of cleared a four weeks tight, rebounded from the 10 week line. This is this, a lot of investors are doing well, but this is a big component. And so that's doing really well. Mm-hmm. And XHB, let's look at the home builders here continuing to extend their gains. So now up, it looks like five weeks in a row here. And this week, up another four and a half percent. Now, most of the home builders are extended. There was a blowout new home sales report, but it was some of the other things that are in there. There's a lot of others, so like some of the retailers, building materials. Uh, the housing sector is really strong. And XME, this is the Metals and Mining Group. It's starting to participate after building a little sideways area here on Thursday, a gain of 2.2%. So for the week, up over 4% here, Ed, and trying to get above that 40-week line. Yeah, a lot of that's the steel plays or or steel-related plays as opposed to the miners and some of the things, but really... Nice to see, again, even some of the lagging areas are starting to pick up here. Yeah, which is a great segue uh, for XLF here, up almost 3% on the week. Financials also starting to participate in this market. Yeah, there was a bank stress test that all the big banks passed Wednesday night. And we're also seeing, you know, Visa, that's a big name, that is on Visa and MasterCard are big components in this as well, along with JP Morgan, which we'll see, but mm-hmm. Visa, which you can argue is an economy and a travel play, and Berkshire. I mean, well, Berkshire owns a lot of financials and it also owns a lot of Apple. So that's a pretty good place to be. Uh, if, you know, if you don't want to bother correcting your own portfolio of financials and Apple, this is one way right. to do it. Exactly. Couple more ETFs to look at because we can't leave out software and chips. So let's look at software and chips. Here's the IGB software ETF for the week up 2.7% and SMH, which tracks chips up 3.2%. So these leading groups continuing to participate in this market rally. Yeah, basically erasing their losses from the prior week. It was very orderly. Uh, so these are just these are looking great. We will take it. And now let's take a look at a chip software and a financial name. So starting with chips, we've got NVIDIA bouncing on Friday by about 3.6%. It started getting tighter and tighter. I know you've uh, been tracking the tightness here on this one, Ed. Uh, Holding above 400, holding above the 21-day line and clearing a trend line on Friday. Yeah, so after an inside day, inside day, inside day, uh, it finally moved out. And 
So that was nice action. It shrugged off. I mean, it looks like the U.S. is going to um, ban more chip exports to China, and that'll that'll hit Nvidia some more. Uh, but it shrugged that off, and as you say, broke that trend line. Finally, had that sort of 21-day line test. This was an opportunity. You could have bought some here, um, or maybe added shares. It's you know because it is it is elevated. It's not super. It is pretty far from the 50-day line still. So, but this was like the first opportunity in a while, certainly since the gap up, to try to try to enter or add shares here, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, on a weekly basis, I mean, I wouldn't use this so much because it's sort of wild. It actually has formed a three weeks tight, which shows you that despite the pullback and everything, it actually traded relatively tightly uh, during this stretch. So again, this does not want to go down. This is the leader, uh, you know, when you think about the market and also the thematic, if you had to think about art, it's an artificial intelligence rally. This mm -hmm. is the one, this is, and it's just, uh, so uh, the market rally is going to live or, not live or die, but it's, it's, it, this is a huge one to see this continuing to do so well. Mm -hmm. It is. And now let's take a look at HubSpot, H-U-B-S. This is in the enterprise software area. We've been tracking this pullback and tightening action right around the 21-day line and that round number at 500. And we saw HubSpot clearing a potential entry this week. Yeah, it's that on Wednesday, then it came back on Friday. And I will note that it doesn't seem like much, but there were a lot of software names that broke out on Wednesday or cleared mm -hmm. entries. And some of them nibbled down, nudged down on Thursday. Others came down quite a bit. This one was sort of in between. And so this is one reason why you have to be a little cautious about how aggressive you get into um, into stocks like any given day, because if you bought a bunch of software names on on Wednesday, you might have felt right. a little queasy on Thursday. So, but <laughs> this is actually, and but even though it was normal, it was this yeah. was fine. You know, I don't want to make too much of it, but uh, on a weekly basis, it was sort of it was trying to clear a four weeks tight. It got above the bulk of it, but it shows you this traded really tightly. Again, made a nice move, paused right around what you would you know like the traditional sell zone. But it, this is instead of pulling back, it consolidated tightly and now is moving out again. Uh, this is a leaderboard name. It's, it's, doing really, it's doing really well. That it is. And lastly, let's take a look at JP Morgan with a strong week uh, boosted by that stress test news up 1.4% on Friday on top of a strong move Thursday for the week up almost 5%. And getting above 140, it seemed like a lot of trading action was happening underneath that level, Ed. So it uh, looks like we are starting to see more banks participating in this rally. Yeah, certainly more financials. And JP Morgan is now above the bank crisis, pre-bank crisis highs. So that, as you said, with that really, so that's important. I mean, obviously, JP Morgan may have a competitive advantage over a lot of other banks because people see it as well run. And honestly, People see it as safe, and so it can afford to keep its deposits low, where a lot of other banks are having to raise them. So a lot of the regional banks might just have a profitability issue. This one, maybe not so much. Uh, so it's still doing very well. It actually showed stronger growth in Q1. I don't know about going forward, but it, it has strong growth prospects. If the economy is picking up again, and you feel like some of those concerns are out of the way, at least in the U.S., uh, you know, this is again just a, another way of that the, the leadership is expanding and. Uh, so that's that was that's pretty impressive move here. Mm -hmm. It makes a lot of sense, Ed. All right. So as we wrap, what should investors be thinking about in the coming week? Looks like we're seeing bullish 
index level action, bullish setups, growth stocks acting well. It doesn't mean that it's going to continue, but the expectation uh, that we currently have, given the evidence that we're presented with, is that it should. And if it doesn't, that would be breaking our expectations. But it seems like there have been opportunities this week, Ed, for traders to selectively and methodically boost their exposure. And I think that's the way if investors have been doing that this week, that is great. Uh, they probably can still continue to do that while this is working. Uh, I would again do it gradually and and not get too concentrated in a particular sector mm -hmm. um, to avoid that kind of drawdowns that we saw in some places. Uh, be ready, just def be mindful of the possibility of a pullback. And I'm just trying to be cautious because there's a lot of reasons I can, I look at this stuff and I had to get excited. I know y'all, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun to watch, you know, seeing all this kind of strength. So just be, just be ready to be stepped back, you know, because we could see another pullback in the near future. Doesn't have to mean, it doesn't have to be fierce. It could be as mild as the one we just had. And we could run just because, you know, there's that, but I would also just go through your portfolio and maybe take a look. And Mike Webster was back on IBD Live. It was a great show. You definitely should watch that. There's going to be clip, clips from that on, on, on Ali's uh, YouTube pretty soon. Uh, but he talk, talked about grading your stocks and grading stocks, you know, the, the potential buys, you know, going through all the fundamental and technical factors. And maybe you want to go through your portfolio and decide, well, some of these are lagging a little bit. I'd like to trim these and then get more into these other positions or, mm -hmm. you know, build those watch lists and say, well, which ones are really top quality. I'm going to really concentrate on those in the next week. If I want to add exposure, I want to do it in those. And I, I think that's a process you can do uh, over this quasi long weekend because uh, there's that short, short Monday, mm -hmm. but there's some time over the next few days when you can really try to uh, take a take stock of your portfolio, take stock right. of possible opportunities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Weed and feed. Weed those losers, feed those winners and, and look for those A plus setups. All right. Thanks so much, Ed. And thanks everyone for tuning in. We will be back on Monday with IEBD Live. It is a shortened trading session. So we are going to be going live for our Stock Market Today video earlier in the day, right around the closing bell at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. So we will see you then. And we hope everyone has a great weekend. See you Monday. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.